the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This prayer reveals both the intimacy of Jesus' relationship with the Father and also the fact that Jesus doesn't do anything by himself or on his own or on his own initiative or just by his own will. He's always obedient to the Father's will. It was a public affirmation of his mission and also his unity with the Father, which would be proven and authenticated by the raising of Lazarus. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely, and I'm Mike Trout. Pastor Leighton is continuing in the book of John, and we haven't quite finished chapter 11 yet. He starts us off today, right at the end, with some very familiar words, life-changing words, spoken by Jesus in verse 43. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Sorry if I woke you up. <laughs> the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. So having concluded his prayer, he called Lazarus back to life. It says he cried out. The word means to shout. And then there's an added phrase, with a loud voice. Really loud. Why did Jesus cry out? Was it because the dead are hard of hearing? (laughs) Or was it because he wanted to make sure that everybody in the crowd that day heard his command to come out. And when Lazarus came out, they could connect the dots. Now, it's been observed by many over many years that if Jesus had not directed that command specifically at Lazarus, He would have emptied every tomb that day. And someday that's going to happen. Earlier in this gospel, Jesus said, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. Jesus' raising of Lazarus was a preview of the divine power that he will display when he raises all of the dead on the last day. The actual wording of Jesus' command is very simple and succinct and abrupt. It literally reads, Lazarus, here, outside. And so the man who had died came stumbling towards a familiar voice. And at Jesus' command, the king of terrors, the king of death, yielded up his lawful captive. The grave was robbed of its victory. And Hades was unlocked by the one who holds the key. Now the onlookers 
probably stared with shocked amazement at the sight of a man standing bound hand and foot with wrappings, his face covered with the cloth. The wrapping of someone who had died would have made it very difficult for somebody to walk. And so Jesus gives a very practical command, unbind Lazarus and let him go. The very people who had been standing around with a lack of faith were the ones who that day took the bindings off of Lazarus. His death clothes were removed by them. There was no question as to who was inside of those bindings. They were involved in the completion of this miracle, and they became undeniable witnesses to the power of Jesus. It's worth noting that to this day, Bethany is known as Azariah, which is derived from the name Lazarus. And then with that, John the Apostle draws a curtain on the scene. He doesn't, for instance, describe what must have been a tearful reunion between Lazarus and his sisters. He doesn't record for us conversations that must have taken place with Lazarus. Lazarus, did you see a white light? None of that. Nothing that would distract from Jesus Christ being glorified. So that the readers of this gospel might believe that Jesus was who he claimed to be. This event took place only a few weeks, maybe a couple of months at most, before the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. When the crowds came out and put their cloaks and palm branches and announced the coming of the king. This event is what stirred Jerusalem to be so excited about Jesus coming to town. And as exciting as this miracle was, there was a greater miracle which was yet to happen. And that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ himself. Now, you notice that Lazarus was restored to his old body. When he came out of the grave, he was still wrapped in grave clothes. That's different than what happened when Jesus rose from the dead, when he left the grave clothes in place. He didn't need them anymore because he had a glorified body. That glorified body could walk into locked rooms, could walk through walls or locked doors or the walls of tombs. The, the reason that the, the door to the tomb of Jesus was put aside wasn't because somebody needed to help him out of the tomb. It was so that when people came to the tomb, they could look inside and see that it was empty. Lazarus rose with a mortal, corruptible body that, will one, day, that one day died again. But he's going to rise again on that last day. But Christ came as the first fruits of those who conquer death. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ will all be made alive. You see, Jesus rose never to die again. And because of his resurrection, all believers, including Lazarus, one day is going to receive a glorified body, never to die again. That's why Paul wrote this perishable will I put on the imperishable, and this mortal will I put on immortality. Then will come about the saying that is written, 
death is swallowed up in victory. And all of this resurrection power is available to us through Jesus Christ, God incarnate, our Savior and Lord. Now, there's a story, a fascinating story. It's found in Ezekiel chapter 37. You got a few moments? Can I share it with you? It's called the Valley of Dry Bones. Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out, of, out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, oh Lord God, you know... And then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound and behold, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone and I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost, and we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land, and then you shall know that I am the Lord." I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is a valley filled with dry bones. Not just four days in the grave. Very dead. And they'd been scattered by wind and rain and animals. Part of George was over there, and part of them was over there. And God brought the bones together and reassembled them and then added the the muscles and the flesh and the organs and and so forth. God can do that. Now somebody said, well, what about people where there's no bones left? They were standing too close to a nuclear device or something like that. Well, bones are made of molecules, right? Molecules are made of atoms. Atoms are made of subatomic particles. Who do you think put the subatomic particles together in the first place? If God can take a bone that's over there and put it with a bone over there because they belong together, he can take a subatomic particle over there and put it together with the other subatomic particles, right? Now, some might say that this is a promise in Ezekiel, right, Pastor? Yes. That's in the Old Testament, isn't it? Yes. That means it's just for the nation of Israel, right, Pastor? Well, let's look at what the Bible says. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. 
For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't it strange that 2,000 years later, today, there are some who still don't believe that everyone means everyone. This is Study Verse by Verse, just a few minutes each day with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and I'm Mike Trout. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, well, they have a website at highlands.us. All the details about the ministries and the service times, of course, can be found there. If you're looking for a church home for yourself or for your family, I encourage you to go to highlands.us and read about how you can worship and serve at Church of the Highlands, again in San Bruno. The website highlands.us and share with us, of course, the fact that you've tuned in. That's such an encouragement for us to be aware of. That's highlands.us. Just click on the contact link on the homepage. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we wrap up the week and study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.